welcome to episode 16 of Highway 555. My name is Raquel. I hope you're all doing well. And depending on if you're local or not, I hope you're enjoying this cozy autumn weather that we're having today. Oregon had a surprisingly warm weekend. The temperature was like in the 80s on like Friday and Saturday. Uh, But I woke up this morning to a soft rain shower. And even as I'm recording, I'm all cozied up in a blanket and I have my tea, and it's overcast and rainy outside. I just, oh, I just love it so much. I think that would honestly be my weekly viewpoint. (laughs) And oh, also that this week was my first full week back at work and hitting the gym consistently again since getting back from Texas. Well, and speaking of Texas, my voice has cleared up a lot since getting over my cold. (laughs) Sorry, I sounded so hoarse and like stuffed up in last week's episode. I felt I mean, like I felt like physically good, but I felt horrible that I had to record sounding like that. I didn't really have any complaints from you guys, though, so I guess I didn't sound too bad. But I just really wanted to stay consistent with releasing episodes every week because you guys deserve that. And because I was, you know, feeling good enough to record, I was like, fuck it, let's just do it, even though I sound horrible. But anyway, thanks for still listening, even though I sounded so congested. So let's get into this episode. It's actually um, a combination of a few different topics that I've had some people ask me to speak on, and I'm just kind of rolling them all into one because I believe they are deeply connected to each other. So the first part of this episode is about self-respect, self-love, what it is, and all that. And then in the second part, we're going to go into some guidelines and steps as to how you can value yourself and how you determine your self-worth and set boundaries based on that. Like all other mindsets, I believe that they stem from how you were raised, right? And the environment that first introduced you to it. So if you grew up in a loving home, had good relationships with your parents and siblings, more than likely, and I'm not saying like 100% of the time across the board, every single person or whatever, but more than likely, you will have a healthy understanding of relationships and how you are accustomed to being treated. And you were taught about boundaries from a young age, what's right or wrong, respecting another person's feelings and all that. And that's where self-love and self-worth tie into it because depending on what you were taught about those, your identity will be based on how you see yourself. Your awareness of your worth is going to be the standard of your identity. And you can't have self-love without self-respect. Just like you can't truly love someone if you don't respect them and value them. The same goes for ourselves. Honestly, you might love yourself. You might be like, oh yeah, like I'm a good person. Like I like my, my mind, my body, my talents, but do you value yourself? Do you respect yourself? Do you see yourself in the light of someone worth caring for and who deserves the best out of life? The simplest way that I think you can answer this question is by looking at how you allow others to treat you. And no, you, you can't control how people treat you, but you can control your allowance and your tolerance of it, like how you let them continue to treat you. You, you, you never know how someone's going to treat you, right? But they do. And if they treat you like shit, 
and you continue to allow that treatment from them instead of being like, Hey, I don't appreciate when you say or do this, or I don't talk to myself that way. So I would appreciate if you don't either, you know, however you want to word it, that is you setting a healthy boundary based on how you view yourself and your value and simply asking someone else to do the same. You know, this isn't wrong. This isn't selfish. This isn't a power play or anything like that. This is simply you having a standard for the energy of who you allow in your life. Oh, and that's, that's also something that I definitely want to touch on. Um, boundaries, right? Like I believe boundaries or these boundaries, the, you know, ones that we're going to be talking about today are only, these are, these are ones that are only needed to be set with people you actively choose to have in your life. Okay. So I'm not talking about your sister's deadbeat boyfriend or your coworker's narcissistic parent. Like these aren't people you have to interact with. Okay. Um, you may, you know, come in contact with them here or there, but they aren't people you, are choosing to invest in and have a relationship with and all that. For those people, I mean, I honestly don't think you should give them the time of day, but especially if you have already had negative experiences with them and have already determined that they aren't someone that you care to get to know on a personal level. But for the sake of this episode, I'm only going to be speaking to, you know, people that people that you value, you know, and, and the boundaries that you set with them and like how you determine, um, their interaction and their place in your life. So speaking of consistent treatments from someone, whether good or bad, that is always going to be them showing you their level of respect. And once they do that, right, it's up to you either to allow that continued treatment or set a boundary with them. And if they choose not to respect you and those boundaries, then why the fuck do you even want them in your life, right? (laughs) When you set those boundaries and you show people, hey, like this is where I draw a line, they will either rise to meet those standards because you guessed it, they respect you and they value you as a person, as a friend, as an individual in their life. Or they will try to push against those boundaries or find a way around them because they're toxic leeches who have no self-awareness and more than likely want something from you or honestly just take pleasure in fighting against your clear boundaries. Like (laughs) people are stupid. But anyway, boundaries are not the enemy here. They're never a negative thing. And if someone thinks they are, It's because they have a low level of self-respect and they're immature. (laughs) They are literally the reason boundaries exist (laughs) and need to be implemented. With that being said, right, these standards should always be across the board. Like no exceptions, no excuses, no like, oh, they're family, you know, or, oh, I've known them forever. Like it doesn't matter. Like that one toxic person that you let cross your boundaries is going to be the one who affects you the most. Like, I just I literally just thought of like um, a fairy tale example. Um, the princess and the pea, right? So 
20 or whatever nice comfy mattresses but that one fucking pee was enough to make her uncomfortable to test her sensitivity and I think it takes one toxic person who you allow in your life to be the one that wrecks not only your boundaries but also your standards of self-worth and self-love because that one little toxic whisper from that one fucking person is going to be the thing that you focus on the most and if they're treating you like shit your whole mindset and how you view yourself is going to be based off of that so all that being said what are some red flags that show up when someone does not respect you? I literally had somebody ask me this. Like, how do you know if someone doesn't value you? And I mean, obviously there are the super basics, like how they talk to you. Like, are they nice? <laughs> are they a bully? <laughs> or whether they respect your time, your space, your body. Like, those are super fucking basic. But I came up with a list of like five like major red flags that I have either experienced personally or have heard from others that can just help you see a person's true colors and feelings towards you and honestly some of these might might sound kind of basic but coming from someone who has been in a position where someone was taking advantage of me like emotionally and I was just like so stuck and deep into a relationship where I was blind. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, I listed these, I made this list of these red flags because these are ones that, or some of them anyway, are ones that I wish somebody could have just been like, look, Raquel, I'm going to spell it out to you. And this is what's going on. This is what's happening. And you're blind to it. But Maybe me actually saying this to your face, like it's actually going to trigger something in you, you know? So like I said, these might sound really basic, but I'm hoping that, well, I know because I, that's my intention for this and that's what I'm manifesting, but I know that this is going to reach someone who needs to hear these. Okay. So number one, you feel that you can't be your authentic self around them. You feel like you have to walk on eggshells. You aren't comfortable talking about your personal life or you maybe even restrain yourself from your true personality because they think they're that because you think that they're going to judge you. This can be anything from like, I mean, like the walking on eggshells, like you're like super careful about what you say. You um, are really timid when in reality you're like a really outgoing person um you're not comfortable talking about your personal life like you're not comfortable you know telling them what you do for work or where you live or introducing them to some of your friends because you think that they're gonna judge you or you know from past experience that they are they're they're gonna have an opinion you know what I mean and that's so fucking toxic. (laughs) That's so unhealthy. And when you get to a point where that's the thought process, like that's like, you're going into a situation thinking like, Oh, so-and-so is going to be there. Okay. I'm not going to talk about this. I'm going to make sure I, you know, am wearing long sleeves covering my tattoos or da da da, because they've, you know, said something about it in the past. Like that is a huge red flag. Okay. 
Um, let's see. The second one is you feel that they have a tendency to speak negatively about your character, your choices, lifestyle, your past. This can be because they either think they are better than you or they are trying to make you feel shame and feel guilt and not be confident in your identity. I feel like I feel like we all can think of one person like right off the top of our heads who has made us feel this way or or who has made us question ourselves and put us down because of like I said choices, lifestyle, your past, whatever, whatever it may be, okay? If they have a tendency to speak negatively about any part of you or any part of your life, they shouldn't be welcomed in it. Okay. That's just putting it super simply. Number three is they make passive comments or try to be funny about something that they know directly relates to you that you do not consider funny. So oh my God. <laughs> I'm having like so many flashbacks. Um, okay. So think of like sexist comments. Okay. Or making a joke about your partner cheating on you with a coworker. Literally both of those examples are ones that people have done to me and it immediately showed me how much or rather how little they respected me. And comments like those, like I said, like the sexist or like, you know, joking about your partner cheating on you or whatever, like specifically towards a woman such as myself, I have had experiences where people would say or do something along the lines of those because they like were intentionally trying to get a reaction out of me because they know that that's not fucking funny. Like that's not a fucking joke. But that showed me um, how much they respected me. Or again, like I said, how little they respected me. Like why, why would like what was the purpose of that? right? They were trying to get a rise out of me. They were trying to get a reaction. Why? Because they know that that's not something that is okay to talk about. That's okay to joke about, but people are fucking idiots. Okay. And they don't have a level of awareness as to basic boundaries. Okay. And, and standards and normal human ethics, like people like that drive me fucking insane. And Nine times out of 10, they're not somebody that I actually have like, you know, a relationship with. Um, They're usually just somebody like in passing, think like big, huge family get togethers or something like people like, yeah, they might be a family, but I don't see them on a regular basis. I don't have like a really deep personal relationship with them. So I could honestly care less, right? Like I'm only going to see them once a year or whatever, but the fact that they like, intentionally had to make that felt like they had to make that comment just to get a rise out of me because I thought it would be funny fuck no absolutely not like like I said I've had this happen before um but I literally like called out the person and yes they were a relative like I don't give a fuck if your family if you're treating me like this and especially in front of other people oh my god because that's that's when you know that they're doing it intentionally to make a scene you know what I mean Like, 
like there's one thing if you you know they're like texting you just one-on-one joking and they like say some shit and you're just like yo like that's not funny but when it's in front of a lot of people they want attention at the expense of someone else right anyway I'm obviously getting really heated about this because (laughs) it's something I I have actually had to deal with um on multiple occasions, but it was with like a different person or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I called that relative out and I was like, you know what? I don't, I'm not okay with the way that you're talking to me. I'm not okay with, you know, what you're insinuating, et cetera, et cetera. And they like, you know, they ended up apologizing and stuff, but sometimes it takes somebody to actually like step up and be like, look, you're being a fucking idiot. And this is more embarrassing for you than it is for me because I'm not going to let you and your words affect me. But FYI, you're making a fool of yourself. So sometimes that's what it takes. And sometimes people need that. (laughs) Okay, so next point. Uh, This is number four on the list. They don't communicate with you and seem to talk over you a lot. This um, can be like a habit, like a consistent habit of them like interrupting you or dismissing your comments or ideas. They either won't ask you a question and just like assume your answer or somebody will ask you a question and they'll like answer for you. Oh my God. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of any example off the top of my head, but you know what I'm talking about. It's like, it's like they take it upon themselves to fill in the blanks and treat you like you aren't capable enough to make a decision or carry a conversation or answer a question or whatever. Like those people are annoying. Again, that goes back to their level of awareness. You know what I mean? They aren't aware sometimes that they're doing that. And maybe you're the person that helps them see that and helps them recognize that, hey, um, you know, like you interrupted me or, hey, like I could answer that question on my own or whatever. Um, I sometimes, I, <laughs> this is me just being, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's petty. But, but sometimes if I notice that somebody's doing that, for example, like, uh, like we're in a, you know, a group of like four people or whatever, and somebody asks me a question and this other person jumps in and like answers it for me. Right. If I noticed that there, that that's a pattern of theirs, sometimes what I do is I'm just like, okay, the next question that I get asked and they answer, you know, like I know that it's probably going to be a wrong answer. Right. So like if somebody's like, oh, Raquel, like, where are you working at? And this dumbass like says, oh, she's, you know, working at a coffee shop or whatever. Like I'll let them answer that. And then I'll be like, actually, (laughs) I haven't been working in a coffee shop for like two years. I work here now and like kind of go into this whole thing and it kind of makes them look like an idiot. And sometimes that's what it takes because it, it really just depends on you and like how you handle situations like that. I don't know if that's like a bad way for me to handle it, but it also just helps teach them a lesson, you know? So again, it, it really depends on the situation, but that has happened before. And I'm just like, all right, if this person's going to just keep talking over me, interrupting me, answering questions for me, pretending that they know me, whatever, whatever, um, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, interject with the actual truth about myself that the person is asking me. Okay. Okay. So moving on. So the last one, um, this is number five. So this one actually has a couple of parts to it. Okay. So a really big red flag 
is when someone only reaches out when they need something from you and after you spend time with them or give them what they need or whatever, you feel drained. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, it's like they almost give you like the silent treatment and like don't make an effort to, you know, stay in contact and stuff. But suddenly when they know that you are someone that can provide something for them, they'll hit you up. They'll be like, oh, hey, da, 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 da. I need this. Or, hey, can you meet me here? Or, hey, I need a ride. Whatever, whatever. And you're like, well, I haven't heard from this person in like three months, but they clearly need something from me now. You know what I mean? This is just, oh my God, this is so annoying. And, and I'm not, okay. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying people have to maintain contact with you 24 seven, checking up on you, blah, blah, blah. It obviously depends on the type of relationship that you have with this person. So don't come at me with, you know, that being unrealistic, like whatever. Okay. I'm talking about people who this is a pattern with them. Okay. Like you could be talking to them, you know, be hanging out with them, whatever, whatever, consistently, or like pretty consistently, you know, what, however you feel is consistent. Um, and then they kind of ghost you for like a few weeks and then they hit you up and they need something. Like if anything about that is a red flag, it, the main thing is going to be that they need something. Okay. If they're hitting you up and they're like, Hey, you know, we haven't talked in a while. Like, you know, let's get coffee or whatever. Okay. Whatever. You know, again, this is hypothetical and you know what a healthy relationship is. Okay. (laughs) But if they're needing something from you, they're asking you for something, whatever, and you feel drained after providing that help for them or even before, honestly, I mean, I've had that happen where somebody like hits me up and they need something and immediately I just get this overwhelmed feeling. I'm just emotionally tapped out. That in and of itself, like that's me just like listening to my body and my brain and my intuition, knowing that this is something that they're just trying to leech out of me, right? So that also ties into like your level of self-awareness because you're like, okay, if them just texting me gives me a bad feeling, then this is obviously not a good interaction. This is obviously not a, a friendly, healthy um, friend hit you up type of thing. <laughs> okay, so let, let's get into the how steps of not just determining your self-worth, but also setting that standard for others to respect you as an individual. So like I said earlier, you can only truly love yourself if you see your own value, right? What you bring to the table, like what you are capable of. To put it in a super simple metaphor, um, wages in a workplace are determined by your position in the company, right? Like the CEO's check isn't going to look like the dudes who got hired yesterday. (laughs) Like there has to be something to show for it, right? And In the same way, how you value yourself determines how people will notice and choose to respect you. And if they don't, then that's where, you know, communicating boundaries and all that comes in. But for example, if you are a 
kind, hardworking individual who believes in treating others fairly, you know, is really polite, enjoys good conversation, respects people's time, acknowledges their efforts, etc., etc., then you would only expect the same from the people you choose to surround yourself with, right? Like this isn't just a standard for others, but for yourself as well. Like it starts with you. That self-love, self-worth can only be determined by you and keeping yourself at that standard will attract others of the same. So I'm going to give a personal example here. Um, and this on this honestly will kind of wrap up <laughs> this episode, but so, okay. So an example is I believe that my time is one of the most valuable things that I possess that I have, if not the most valuable. And what I choose to do with my time is determined by three things. Does it add to my present life? Does it add anything to my future? And does it benefit me in some way, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally? And because of that mindset, I choose to be very specific with how I spend my time and who I spend it with. This can be, I mean, this can be anywhere from, you know, scrolling on my phone to hanging out with someone to responding to a text to driving an hour away to go to a moon circle, you know, to finding a new restaurant, like, like literally my, my awareness of my value and my time is honestly probably one of the like main things that I'm always, always, always thinking about. And because of that mindset, I, it has also made me a very punctual person. Okay. I like arriving to places early rather than like right on time. You know, if I'm getting, if I'm running late, oh my God, I get like really bad anxiety knowing that other people are expecting me to be there at a certain time or whatever. And if that does happen, you know, cause shit happens and you do run late. Um, I always, always communicate that I am running a few minutes behind and I, you know, give a, a valid reason why, but Anyway, all that to say, my standard of respecting my own time because of how I value my time is the same standard that I hold others to. So if someone says that they will meet me at 1230, I will get there at 1215, 1220, the latest. And if that other person isn't there by 1230, and I haven't heard from them, or even if they, you know, tell me that they'll be like 30 minutes late, but don't give me like a legitimate reason. Oh, that shows me their level of respect for me and my time. Granted, yes. Okay. There are specific situations in which this can't be helped and blah, blah, blah. But I'm referring to like the general overall indecency of being late or not showing up and fucking wasting my time. Like, that is such a huge red flag for me, you guys. Like, I get, like, legitimately angry <laughs> when when this happens. And I, oh my god, I have also, like, given people chances, too. 
and knowing that they had like, you know, a history of either not showing up or being really late and wasting my time. And I've given people chances. I'm like, you know what, Raquel, you, this is, this is on you because you allowed them, right? Remember what I said at the beginning of this episode, like you can't control how people treat you, but you can control your tolerance of it. Like if you keep allowing somebody to treat you badly, they've already shown you how little they respect you, whatever the, you know, whatever the situation is, whatever the case may be. Like if you're, if you are continuing to allow them to treat you that way, that's on you. And yes, we all have to learn that. And in different situations, different circumstances, different people, whatever. And I have personally had to learn that with this, like with my time, if somebody has been late in the past and they didn't have a, you know, a legitimate valid reason why they're late. And I give them another chance to do that and like not show up, not follow through with their plans or whatever, with our plans. That's on me. That's on me because I already knew. And God, yeah, that's just like, that's just a huge red flag for me. And specifically, it's one that I do use as a standard of knowing if and how much someone respects me. But anyway, I'm, I'm actually going to put, okay, I'm going to put a question box underneath, um, this like the episode description and stuff. And I'd love for you to share not only your thoughts on the topic, but also like some personal standards that you have. Um, like I said, this, this one about time or whatever was just the first (laughs) personal one that came to mind. Well, I think that just about wraps up this episode. I, I mean, I feel like I can go into a lot more about these topics, but I don't want to just be ranting on. Um, but yeah, I'd love to get some discussion going. So definitely leave your comments in the question box that I'm going to be posting. Anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next time. (music) 